Welcome to the Grace for This City podcast. We're helping you turn your cities upside down. Hey, I'm your host, Justin Goff. Stay tuned. We got a great show for you today. All right. Hey, this is the Grace for This City podcast, and I'm your host, Justin. Hey, we are helping you turn your cities upside down. Or in the intro, as I said, we're helping you turn your cities right side up. Listen, there's a perverter out there, a twister, a deceiver. He's a devil, and uh, he has perverted stuff. Um, Through deception and people agreeing with lies and deception, their worlds have been turned upside down. And so through the message of Jesus Christ and righteousness, right righteousness, the Bible has strategies to turn stuff right side up. Well, you're not really living upside down anymore. You're actually going to live life the way it was intended to live. That's what we're doing. And so we're giving you scriptural strategies and motivation to help you do that very thing right there. And it's been our honor to do that. And uh, I don't even know what is today. Today is the 16th, yes, but episode, it's like episode 114, 115, something like that. We've been doing this for three years now, and it's been an absolute honor to be able to do this, and uh, we pray that we are accomplishing our mission and doing just that. So let's get into today's episode because here's another one that you're going to need, another strategy that you're going to need. Listen, friends, it's getting crazy out there. It's cray-cray out there, and uh, I'm telling you, the Bible said that there would be a day when they would call good evil and evil good. Hello, we're there. And some people are even sending out postcards because we've been here for a while. We've been camped out here. People are sending stuff back home to their loved ones and saying, look, this used to be bad, now it's good. And that used to be good, now it's evil. Listen, that's the perversion that we're talking about. And people's worlds are getting flip-floppy. And uh, you're gonna need some strategies if you're gonna navigate this the right way, friends. Because the Bible also says that in these days, that there will be a lot, a lot, a lot of Antichrist operatives and operations going on. Little a Antichrist. The Antichrist hasn't come yet. I know some people believe the Antichrist has already come. Listen, he hasn't yet. Uh, There may have been filament, but the fulfillment is ahead of us. And uh, it's going to be crazy. And the Bible says that as we near that time uh, of the revealing of the Antichrist, of course, don't you know, he is not the star of the show. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, capital A Antichrist in terms of the proper name, but lowercase Antichrist because we don't care about what you're doing. He's going to be utterly defeated. He's going to be exposed. So he can be utterly defeated and destroyed. Hallelujah. Jesus is the star of the show, friends. Revelation, hallelujah, of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Okay, so the Antichrist has a small little appearance, uh, but but the Bible is cautioning us, though, because the outworking, the, the deceptive outworking, the strategies of darkness, the witchcraft, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that operates um, against Christ, the anointing of Christ can be very, um, you know, if, if you get hooked into it, it's, it's a mess. Uh, so the Bible gives us advanced warnings and strategies for us to navigate it. And he said, listen, a lot of, a lot of lowercase a antichrist, they're, 
they're in motion, they're in movement. There's operations, there's operatives. There are people that associate themselves with these strategies of darkness. Anti would be oppositional, meaning it constructs itself specifically to hinder or oppose another thing. So if you're on the side of antichrist, you're on the wrong side because everything that that spirit would lead you to do is positionally antagonistic against the anointing of Christ. And wherever and whoever that anointing is in manifestation or demonstration. Listen, if you are anti-Christ, you are on the wrong side, okay? I don't think I can stress that enough. Now, a lot of people like you and me, I mean, we might fall in, into this through deception. It wouldn't be intentional, not malicious. So we need to be aware of spirits that are trying to seduce us. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about testing the spirits. How to test the spirits. Should you test the spirits? Yes, that's the answer. That's the short answer. But let's, let's talk that out. Because again, there is an unseen realm and world, if you want to call it world, there's an unseen realm. There's a dimension that's unseen. But just because it's unseen doesn't mean it's unreal. And I know that a lot of people, even believers, you know, they want to do, you know, cover their eyes, see no evil, see no evil, block their ears, hear no evil, hear no evil. And I get it, that little psalm, be, you know, watchful little eyes, what you see, be watchful little ears, what you hear. Okay, now there's some truth to that, but then other people, you're, you're just like the ostrich, you're putting your head in the sand because la, 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 I don't want to know, la, 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 I don't want to know because once I know, then I'm responsible and I don't want to be responsible. Well, um, that's, that's a dangerous way to live, friend. Um, now, we don't want to pretend that there's a demon around every tree, although there's probably plenty of demons to hide behind every tree. But you understand what I'm saying? We don't go around with this fear, this paranoia of, you know, demon, 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 demon. But we live with the reality of a dark influence that operates behind the scenes that is working to manipulate, deceive people into particular actions. Now, that is the reality. How do we arrive at that conclusion? The Bible, the biblical, it tells us this. And um, there are scriptures in here, uh, like a, I'm thinking of maybe particularly, specifically Ephesians 6, where it talks about the uh, layers or categories maybe or the structure of demonic authority. You have principalities, you have powers, you have rulers of darkness. The very low level of that in Ephesians 6, the very lowest level. Uh, by the way, those words in the Greek are military terms. They're, they were military words, military terms. So the, the idea is expressed through a very militaristic paradigm here. Uh, order, rank, you know, strength, power, uh, authority in a, in a structure. And uh, sorry about that. My phone buzzed. Put your phones on silent. Uh, uh, all right. Um, but the lowest level is uh, there's a lot of them. And uh, some of our early church fathers wrote a little bit about this. You know, no, no, nobody, I don't think, has necessarily a grasp on numbers. There's a bunch of them. But, but they said that the air below the mountaintops, that's the Greek phrasing there from Ephesians 6 where it talks about, well, let me read the verse to you. Hallelujah. Let me turn there. Um, Ephesians, where are you at? There you are. Ephesians 6, here Paul, by way of the Holy Spirit, has revelation knowledge. I think he probably saw it. You know, one, one of these times in the body, out of the body, he didn't know when he was caught up. He saw this. 
And he says, for we do not wrestle, Ephesians 6, 12, against flesh and blood, but against, here we go, principalities, highest level. Number two, powers. Number three, rulers of darkness. That's the third level. And then finally, the fourth level is spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That phrasing in the Greek means the air below the mountaintop. So there, this, this, this realm that you and I are in, there are demonic spirits uh, that, are, that have densely populated the air or the heavenlies below the mountaintop. So this is the first heavens. And all about us, there are a lot of demonic uh, spirits. And, you know, it hasn't been long. It's been several thousand years. When the angels, though, have been able to freely come and go, heavenly angels. So now we have heavenly helpers that have been assigned to the new creation in Christ Jesus. If you're born again, listen, you're not out here just going at it by yourself. No, you have been assigned heavenly helpers or and uh, angels, heavenly angels, spirits of light, uh, pure spirits. We're not talking about demons. We're talking about angels. You've been assigned them and uh, you uh, are not alone here. But if you were to have your spiritual eyes open, which many of you have and many of you will, you would be able to see should you have the discerning of spirits, you'd, you'd be able to see how densely populated this realm is with darkness or demonic spirits. So this is what I'm saying, that we need to test the spirits because people are hearing voices uh, and they're unable to distinguish the source of, of, of where these voices come from or who may be a better way who these voices represent and people are being led they are uh, taking their leading again demons will try and lead you because that's a perversion because the bible says that the sons of god or the mature sons of god are led of the spirit so demons would love for you to follow them if they can't get you to follow them well then they'll force you if they have agreement now, they can't do anything without your agreement. Just because they're densely populated in this realm doesn't mean that they are uh, totally in control. We found out through the power of what Jesus did, his death, burial, and resurrection, when he got the keys, that uh, Satan has been dethroned and disarmed. So they can't do anything outside of agreement. But I'm telling you, they are um, uh, very deceitful. They're crafty. They're very cunning is an, maybe, maybe an old King James word. But what that means is they're very sly. And you, you got to be watchful what you give your consent to, what you agree to, because that's all they need to get involved in your situation is agreement. If you don't agree with them, they have to stay at bay. They can't cross over disagreement. Hallelujah. And the blood, I'm telling you, the blood is like the ultimate disagreement. <laughs> oh, hallelujah for the blood. Oh, man, I tell you, the blood, the blood, the blood. Um, and we may talk about that in a different podcast. But let's get back over here to testing the spirits. So you need to test these spirits. Because just because you have an idea, just because you have a dream, just because you heard a voice, just because you had uh, and you know, uh, and you know, you saw an, app, an apparition just just because you had this strong impression. You know, some people say, well, follow your heart. I, I'm, I totally 
believe that because your conscience is the voice of your spirit. I am in total agreement with follow that gut feeling, they say, but that's only if you're born again. Now, listen, if you're not born again, I'm telling you, you need to get around the word. You need to get in the light because there's no telling what kind of deception you're living in. You don't have the wherewithal from within to be able to have um, uh, a knowing. Uh, You don't have a light on on the inside to be able to see what's been lurking around in your life in the dark. Hallelujah. Even born again folk have to be keen. They got to be keen because these little creatures of the dark they uh they're good at hiding that's what they do they move around in the dark that's what the dark is that's the power of darkness is the attempted ability to hide a thing in plain sight so you have to be aware friends now this is not a fear tactic nobody should listen to this podcast and leave afraid listen if you uh get through this podcast what do we got 13 minutes in we're gonna have about another 30 minutes if you make it through this podcast and you're terrified let me tell you what that is that's a spirit and they're working overtime on you right now, or maybe you. I'm saying this is a potential somebody working overtime to try and keep uh, themselves hidden. They don't like to be exposed. They're creatures of the dark. They don't like the light turned on. And whenever we talk about the truth, that's the light coming on. And they start to squirm and they start to throw fits because they want to stay hidden. And anytime that there's illumination, on their operations in your life, you, my friend, have a phenomenal option. And that option is to evict them. And they don't want that. They want to stay hidden in your life, whether it's literally through, and this is probably a very particular crowd, but whether it's through possession. By the way, if you're born again, you can't get possessed. Now, you can be demonized, but you can't be possessed because Holy Spirit has possessed you. Uh, Possession would be total dominance on a spirit level. There are people that are possessed by demons, but then there's a vast gobs of people, even born again folk that aren't possessed, but they're demonized. They have areas of their soul. The Bible talks about the the soul being like a walled city. There's areas of their soul where those walls, those protectors, those barriers have been broke down, maybe through trauma or abuse, et cetera. Sometimes demons can get in there and they build up a stronghold in that area. And the Bible says, though, that we have weapons to pull them strongholds down. But if you're born again, uh, you can't get, be possessed. So don't worry about that. that the, that's a demon harassing you. If you're born again, listen, your spirit is one with the Lord. And there's no, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no demon in there, okay? Hallelujah. There's not enough room. But in the soul realm, uh, and this is what we're, we're talking about, the vast majority of people may have areas that because of the strategy of darkness, that there's an influence from a demonic entity that is trying to lie or deceive in a particular area to lead you around into defeat or shortage or lack or sickness. Uh, not all sickness is because of a demon. Not all lack is because of a demon. Some of it's poor decisions, okay? Not utilizing natural laws to your own benefit, not taking advantage of revelation of how things work in the natural. But I'm saying that ultimately behind the scenes there's a strong influence of darkness leading to death decay uh you know bondages traps shortfalls failures um you know everything negative everything that's related to death these are uh uh, being pushed championed if you will by demonic forces and sometimes people don't know don't know the difference uh if you're ignorant to spiritual things well then you're 
you would be more easily manipulatable. If you refuse to acknowledge what the Bible says about the spiritual realities, you take your cues only from the natural realm, there's a good chance that you're being manipulated and you don't even know it. Now, so don't be ignorant anymore. The Bible says the only way the devil can take advantage of you is if you're ignorant of his devices. We're not talking about becoming, you know, obsessed. Uh, we're not talking about, you know, this being, you know, our sole obsession is, oh, I got to learn about the devil. I got to learn about the devil. Well, uh, you no, know, but you, you, you need to know enough. You need to take the cues from the, from the Bible is really what I should say. However much the Bible says you should know, you should accept it. Whatever the Bible says you should be aware of, don't be a fool and try and say, well, I know better than the Bible. No, the Bible talks about these things so that we can come out victorious and finish our race as an overcomer and to destroy the works of the devil. If you don't know what the works are, you, you're not gonna know what to destroy, hallelujah. And we're in the business of destroying the works of the devil, hallelujah. You've been anointed to do that. That's the Christ anointing that's on you. And you need to know that there is an anti-anointing, an anti-Christ strategy against that anointing that's on you. Hallelujah. But we're going to destroy it too. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. That's what the Bible says. All right, let me read you a prophecy here. And uh, let's lay some foundation here in the next little bit on the podcast to come up with a biblical strategy about testing spirits because you need to know it because you're hearing things and you're being pulled. Hopefully you are following after the leading of the Holy Spirit. You're not being pushed in a direction you don't need to go or want to go. But how do you know the difference? In particularly, if you're really keen to spiritual things. Um, yeah, so let me say this. So keen, keen, keen. Keen's an old word, but it's a good word. Keen means you're uh, perceptive. Uh, spiritually keen would mean you're um, spiritually perceptive. There are people that are spiritually keen. They might even be more keen than you are currently, but uh, but there's it's not competition, and so you can develop it. What I'm saying is some people have developed it, and they're very keen to spiritual things. So they they see things like they see beings. Okay, they hear voices, uh, not necessarily are they schizophrenic. I think a lot of those situations have been um, the attempt is to treat them with some natural man-made solution like a drug when the real solution is a spiritual one. These people that are hearing voices uh, are keen. They're spiritually keen but you understand the bondage that they're living in because there's agreements that have been made with demon spirits. And unfortunately, many of these situations have led to um, what we might say insanity. It's total chaos. Listen, when you, when, when you give yourself over, over to these beings of destruction, it's gonna be chaos, friends. And some people are being utilized, maybe not tormented in the sense of you know, somebody that you might think is in an insane asylum, say. And, uh, but some people uh, are being utilized by uh, these agreements. 
that they've made with beings or they heard a voice or they saw some light or this or that or demon or some, you know, God or goddess or whatever, however these demons take on form and they came into agreement. They may not be insane in the same sense of this person over here that is just totally in chaos, uh, schizophrenic, uh, whatever these terms are, these definitions, these, um, what's the word, these, um, oh, diagnoses are, uh, but it's the same operation. Some are just led into other torment and chaos. They're tearing at themselves. You know, these are demons that are doing that. Uh, you're just not going to sedate somebody naturally to get rid of a demon. But many people, okay, many people, I'm not arguing any of that kind of science or that medical operation. I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is, though, unfortunately, some of these people are continuing to suffer because nobody is addressing it on the plane in which it originated from, and that's spiritual. So that's disappointing. But um, those uh, situations can be easily remedied by the authority of the word of God. He said, I have anointed you. And he said to set the captives free. And then in Mark 16, he said to cast out demons. Hallelujah. Some sicknesses are the direct result of demonic uh, affliction. Unfortunately, some sciences, some natural sciences do not look beyond the natural realm. They don't scope into spiritual dimensions and therefore some of their remedies do not get to the root of the issue because it's not a natural root issue. Um, but keen, that's where I was going. Spiritual keenness. Some people are really keen. They see, they hear. Some people call them crazy. I don't believe they're crazy. Uh, now, the type of harassment and the type of oppression that they're under may lead to what you and I would say they're crazy. They've lost their mind. Yeah, they've lost their mind. They, they came into an agreement uh, where they got the short end of the deal. Their physical um, faculties are still there just being usurped. And that's a sad state for some of these folks. There's other situations um, that are easily diagnosed in the terms of there is definitely some spiritual oppression going on here. But, you know, for whatever reason, our sciences don't include that in their, op their operations. And then you have these other people that are like, uh, remember they accused Jesus of, you know, casting out demons themselves. And he says, hey, you know, kingdom divided against itself can't stand. But the reality is that there is those types of operations where demons are working together, higher authority, casting themselves out, doing crazy stuff. It, it, it's a big charade. It, it, it's a big farce is what it is. It's a debacle. But yet it still happens. It keeps people wrapped up. They're working together to keep you and I, who are made in the image of God, in a state of despondency. But keen, keen people, they may not even necessarily be born again, but they're very keen. And uh, if they would come into the life, their spirits would be regenerated, born again. They don't lose that keenness, but they would be um, keen now in the sense of the realm of the light. They would walk in the light as children of the light, and they would be very aware of angels and other things. You know, people that see angels, I believe them. Uh, people say, well, did you really see it? Are you making that up? Probably not. They're spiritually keen. And uh, if you would be honest with yourself, you would also 
or let me say it like this, you also desire to have your the eyes of your understanding open to see the reality of a realm that operates um, yeah, where you know, previously it was unseen, but what a joy to have that realm revealed to us and have full awareness of its reality. Uh, we could pray that way. The Bible gives us foundation towards that. But again, what I'm saying is, is people that are keen, you got to know how to test the spirits because even demonic beings can change their form and appear as an angel of light. Not every voice is the voice of heaven. Not every being is a being from heaven. Let me say it like this. Not every messenger. What is an angel? He's a messenger. Not every messenger is from God. There are messengers out there. There are beings out there. They can appear to look like certain things. They can appear to look like uh, something good that has something for you. Many times, many times, this is a bait and switch when we're talking about demonic beings that appear to be good. I mean, you have all this good stuff, right? You have white witchery, okay? You've got the nature witches. You've got the dolphin witches. I mean, you've got all these You've got all these uh, spiritual operations that represent saving the earth, saving the animals, you know, you know, saving whatever, save the trees, you know, the goddess oak tree or whatever. I mean, it's, it's laughable in one sense, but the reality is, is these are spiritually keen people that have had spiritual experiences, but have been duped into agreements with these voices, these beings, this uh, tasting of power, uh, this encounter of ability, power. Um, you know, uh, some people are hooked because, you know, they could move a coffee cup across the uh, table. Okay. All right. You know, uh, Jesus raised the dead, but you can move a coffee cup across the table with mental powers. It's not mental powers, but there's an agreement with demonic beings and they're working together through agreements. Listen, some people are completely won over. Again, the point is they're they're keen. They're spiritually keen. Keen. You know, people who are saying, "I've seen aliens." Oh, I was abducted by aliens, and they're friendly. Uh, okay, you're spiritually keen. Uh, I believe those folks. But here's what I believe: they are fellowshipping with spirits, and unfortunately, they don't know how to test the spirits. And they're being seduced by these otherworldly encounters. Um, let me give you this prophecy that was given in the 80s by my spiritual father, Kennedy Hagan. And he says, in this move of God that is just about to spring upon you, there will be a manifestation of casting out demons that you haven't yet seen. Now, some have drawn back from casting out demons. Oh, man, that is so true. Um, for various reasons why whole ministries, they, they, they won't even approach it. They won't even, I, I mean, they won't even touch it with a 10 foot pole. So just, you know, go on, just let these people be harassed by demons. Okay. I mean, some people think that's no big deal. Listen, the spiritual realm is real. Uh, part of our mission is to bring the light shine the light on these operations because some people literally they've made agreements they don't even know the kind of agreements uh, you know i'm using this phrase agreement because that's really what it takes that's the doorway and agreement you've got to agree on some level whether you're seduced or deceived 
there still has to be agreement in order for these things to get that involved in your life. And some people don't even realize they're making agreements with these beings. They're making agreements with the voice. They're making agreements with this apparition. They're making agreement with that orb. They're making an agreement with whatever. Listen, heavenly beings will never lead you to make an agreement with them. Uh, they will always point back. Holy Spirit is always exalting Christ. Any, any, any heavenly being does not draw attention to themselves, draw attention to the king of kings. All these other demonic beings, they take all kinds of shapes, forms. They look like lights, orbs. They, they can look like fire. They can look like animals. You know, this is why people say, what's your spirit animal? Well, it's a demon that is taken on the form of an animal and interacting with somebody. They're not crazy. Uh, they might be tormented, but I'm telling you, these people are spiritually keen and they've been seduced. Um, you know, somebody say, well, um, you can take pride in your spiritual blindness. Well, yeah, well, I don't, I don't ever see that. Like, so you're more special because you don't, you have no sense of reality of anything that operates in the spiritual realm. Praise God that you may not be uh, seduced or deceived in some sort of agreement or contract that leads to a tormenting of your soul. But you're not any better off because you because you don't ever see nothing. Hallelujah. Blindness is not an advantage, friend. Blindness is not an advantage. Some people are seeing and they're being tormented because of agreements through ignorance. That's deception. There's the truth of the light of the word. They don't know anything about that. And these demons have usurped areas of their soul or spirit. Uh, and they're living in torment. But blindness and ignorance to that spiritual realm is not an advantage. Hallelujah, somebody. So you need to get off that spiritual high horse right there. I mean, pride's going to lead you to a fall right there. Hallelujah. Well, you know, we don't believe in seeing. But, uh, what about uh, blessed are your eyes for they see? How, how about that scripture? Uh, what about the pure in heart will see the Lord? Well, you know, I, I just have the word. I don't see nothing. I don't need to see anything. <laughs> okay that's another podcast all right we'll deal with you later all right um anyways but so i don't even know where i was at now here we go oh i was saying that many ministries they've drawn back that's what brother Hagen was prophesying many ministries have drawn back they they don't want to touch this stuff with a 10-foot pole yeah you don't want to deal with demons but you have no clue either what god's doing as far as on the heavenly side the, the kind of support the kind of assistance that's being brought to you, these ministering spirits, uh, they're not, they don't want to mess with that either. And he says that God began to move along that line a few years ago, but men aborted it. They mix some of their own thinking in it and they try to control it, do it according to a pattern, according to this way. But he said, you haven't seen anything yet of what you're going to see in dealing with demons, for demons are let loose upon the earth and they're going about as never, never before because their time is short. And so in this multiplication, the, this advance of demon activity, there will be the activity of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Where darkness abounds, where sin abounds, how much more does the grace of God and his operation abound? Demons that have harassed men, demons that have held ministries in check. See, listen, right, right there, right there, right there. Some demons have held ministries in check. How would that happen? Because they're not keen. And if you're not Cain, you're not going to uh, have the understanding of what's going on behind the scenes. And some people see things only as natural. And again, okay, 
it's not about a demon behind every tree, although there's probably enough of them to be behind every tree, but that's not the point, is it? The point is, are you aware of this other realm and the influence it's attempting to have uh, and the bearing that it's it's trying to position itself to have in your life, or your ministry, or your neighbor's life, or ministry? Oh, Hallelujah. Well, you know, I, I don't, I'm burying my head in the sand. Just, I don't want to hear. I don't want to see. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see. Well, uh, oh, all right, fine. You don't want to know how the enemy's maneuvering against you. Fine, 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 fine. Just go out there. La, la, la. Quesera, uh, sera. You know, that's your song. That's your song. Okay, if you're one of those, I don't want, I don't, I, I'm, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Your song is Quesera, sera. But for those of us who want to know, it is not Kesarasara. It's whatever the word says will be. Hallelujah. So he says, in this advance of the Holy Ghost, in light of this darkness is getting darker, the light is getting brighter. He said, demons that have held ministries in check will leave. Why? Because you're going to become aware of them and you're going to immediately give them the eviction notice. Hallelujah. And you're going to break any agreement that, that you had through ignorance. Hallelujah. See, that's what the light does. The light reveals things. You didn't know what you did in the dark. But when the light comes, it reveals it so you can get free from it. You can receive your cleansing, do whatever repenting, receive your forgiveness, break any kind of agreement that you made, ha uh, have your mind renewed. See, that's what I'm saying. Used to agree with these things. But now that you know the truth, you cut off those agreements, and now you agree with the word. Hallelujah. And he says, we're about to step into it. Brother Hagin prophesied this. He said, like you would step into a door into another room. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.21. Let's get some scripture on it. I think we've added several scriptures, but let's get a little more here. 1 Thessalonians 5.21. Test all things. Test all things. We're talking about testing the spirits. Not all spirits are from him. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, test all things. The Amplified Classic says, test and prove all things until you can recognize what is good. Listen, a lot of the deception that's out there right now is doing exactly what I said when we op opened the podcast, is people are calling evil good and good evil. What is that? Well, they're not testing it. They're being deceived. There's something that's evil that has altered its appearance in some way or has seduced you in some way. You know when they say love is blind? Uh, well, that's, the, that's that power of that seducing spirit where it's, it's trying to veil its reality and it's trying to offer you something that it's not. It's trying to present itself as something that it's not. And evil is trying to present itself as something that's good. But are you able to test it and prove and recognize whether it is good or it's bad? All right, here's our key verse here, 1 John 4, 1. Uh, here's, here's the bedrock verse. 1 John 4, 1, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Whether Test them whether or not they are from God, because why? Many false prophets have gone out into the world. The New Living Translation says, dear friends, dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit. Now, this this is taking care of two, of two things. We need to include both, okay? We don't want to just land on one. We need to include both because... Landing on one is also problematic. We want to say, listen, some, somebody in the natural. So that's what the NLT is really emphasizing here. 
anyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. Test it because you have to see if their spirit comes from God. What is he saying? Anybody that you can see in the natural, any human being, if they're claiming they're from God, you got to see what the influence is behind the scenes. Who are they representing? Who sent them? What voice sent them? What uh, kingdom are they operating from? Now, I like the, the New King James or the King James or some other translation because it really zeroes in, I think, on the most important element here. And it's not just somebody that you see in the natural. People are hearing voices, friends, and they're not crazy. Okay, people are, are seeing apparitions and they're not insane. There are spiritual demonstrations and manifestations. I mean, there are dozens of stories of people that got really wrapped up in witchcraft and they had these major encounters with what they thought were animals, but they were demon spirits that took on these forms. Listen, there's lots of variety. Oh, man, that just sounds too positive. But there is a lot of demonstrations in that spiritual realm. And people that are very keen to these things, uh, they're not crazy. They they saw what they saw. Now, oh, uh, let me get back to this because I talked about people that have had alien encounters. Um, I believe it. I don't believe that they encountered an alien as in a created uh, uh, a, a civilization of beings that were created by the Heavenly Father that are just in some other location in, in the universe somewhere. That I don't believe. What I do believe is that a demon spirit took on the form of the classic, the classic little gray man or little green man. Those are demons. And for real, people have had encounters with that. Just the same way if somebody that got seduced in the witchcraft that had a conversation with a talking lion. I mean, these are these are true accounts of people that have been delivered from that uh, from that bondage, and they explained or they shared the story of of the inroad into that. These these people weren't insane, tormented, maybe oppressed, deceived, seduced. Oh yeah, but. And in some cases, lost their mind, although it wasn't lost. It was just, it was usurped. All your human faculties are there. This is why when there is deliverance, say, we're like Brother Hagin prophesied, demons being cast out, people come to their senses. All their faculties are there. But through certain agreements that they've made with these demon spirits, they didn't realize that they were giving up their soul, selling their soul, I mean, I don't know how many dozens of famous Hollywood people have a story. They heard a voice. How They heard that tune. They talked with a being, gave them the melody, gave them the, uh, the screenplay, gave them the words of that song, told them, their, you know, if you do this, this will happen. I, I mean, I mean are the, these, these people, they're not crazy. They're spiritually keen and then seduced. Brother Hagin said, I, I mean, not Brother Hagin, the Spirit of the Lord through Brother Hagin. The Spirit of the Lord is telling us, though, that people are going to receive deliverance. Listen, you talk to, you talk to aliens, I don't, I, I don't care, but you need delivered. Have you been seduced? Well, then you need to come to the knowledge of the truth. Have you sold your soul? You know, I was watching this interview with this guy, and he regularly has encounters with aliens or demons, as you and I know it. And he talked about, the agreement 
Uh, in fact, he spent the first almost like 30 to 45 minutes of this interview talking about the agreements that were made that facilitated uh, these encounters. There were certain agreements uh, that he made, and he, he, he kept using that phrase. They were in agreement. They were in agreement. They were in agreement. Uh, I've talked to other people that help uh, people who've come out of witchcraft, and they talk about the contracts. They talk about the um, agreements that were made. These contracts uh, was another word. They, there was contracts, like when people are moving in and out of the spirit, like through astral projection. You don't do that just willy-nilly. You do that because you came into a contract or an agreement with a demon spirit that facilitated that action. Listen, that's what they want. They want you. They, they, you, they want you to give yourself to them. Some people that are not born again, that are spiritually keen. That's kind of how they uh, increase, maybe is the right word. That's how they kind of maneuver forward or upwards or deeper into some of these things. They have to sell, sell, quote unquote, give away more, give up more of themselves. They lose the control. That's that's what these demon spirits want. They want control. That's that's the whole thing of bondage. You've lost control. There's various levels of, of, of this. So he said, test the spirits. Test the spirits. Not everything you hear is from God. Not every dream, not every unction, unction, unction. Not every uh, gut feeling. It's, and particularly if you're not born again. Now, if you're born again, uh, I fully believe that you could trust the unction from your born again spirit. Uh, and that's not really where born again people struggle it's not trusting your conscience well first of all you've you have to acknowledge you can trust it so that's a that's an obstacle that's a hurdle for a lot of uh believers right there they don't they don't believe they can trust that inward witness you can okay that's another podcast i I think i have a podcast where i deal with that scripturally support that if you're born again your spirit is the lamp of the lord that's that's where the lord communicates to you. He doesn't talk to your pinky, pinky. He doesn't talk to your thumb. He's not going to talk to your shoulder. He talks to your spirit. You can trust that. It's called unction. It's um, maybe some people call it an intuition. Some, some people call it the conscience. The voice of your conscience is the voice of your spirit. If you're not born again, though, I don't know what's in there. If you're not born again, I don't know what kind of uh, um, contract you've made. I don't know what kind of agreement you've come into. Uh, but if you're born again, that's where the Holy Spirit lives. You can trust that. Um, let's see, I forgot where I was going with that. But um, hallelujah. So test the spirits because not every spirit comes from God. Not every voice. That's what I was saying. Not every dream. Not every uh, apparition. You know, listen, some people... <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, it's not funny. Some people, they will flat out reject God, but believe every little move of the curtain, every little orb that flies through the house, every letter they see floating through their living room. Again, spiritually keen, but unless you're able to test the spirits. And I guess a question that I have, I'm kind of wrestling around this question here is, do people not want to know the difference between good and evil. And I guess that's the root of the battle because 
if if demons led you in a truthful pursuit of the knowledge of good and evil, then they would be exposed. And they try to keep God and light hidden or obscure from people because once that's revealed, well, then you have access to the truth to know that all this other stuff is fake, phony, and demonic. I was going to say false, but it's false in the sense of it's not true. It's false. It's deception. It's, 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 it's a reality, but it's false. It's trickery. It's bondage. It's torment. It's fear. So people are seeing all, the, all, 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 all these things, and they believe them. Hallelujah. I believe, you know, somebody say, well, I saw Bigfoot. Well, you didn't see a created animal uh, that was made by the creator that's called Bigfoot. You saw a demonic apparition that took on the form of some big, tall, hairy, animal-looking thing. And people are spending gobs of money chasing down Bigfoot. People see it all, all the time. Not a big, big, big deal. Is Bigfoot real? Well, in the sense of it's a demon taking on a form of some hairy-looking animal. Yeah. That that's real. You 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 want to see it? Conjure it up. You you can see it. Hallelujah. They'll play with you. People are spending, you know, now the government is like, you know, if you notice like these news feeds and I don't know if it's a distraction. I believe it's going to actually be a strategy later. So I'm not sure what this early encountering is, but uh you know, now they're NASA studying the, you know, the U uh the U UFOs, which way they don't call it UFO, they call it a um, uh, UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Well, let me tell you what it is. I mean, you can go spend billions of our tax dollars taking photos of these things with little grainy garbage little cameras, or we can just tell you what it is. It is the reality of the unseen realm that has a very strong impression on the natural realm. The Bible talks about these uh, heavenly-type vehicles um, if it's in the heavenly realm, there's probably some perversion of it in the demonic realm. It's not the reality of this, if it's real. The reality is where did it come from? And what is its motive? What's it doing? Hallelujah. I mean, there's thousands, tens of thousands of accounts. Yeah, I mean, actual pilots, pe- people that you and I would sit down and have a conversation with say, man, you are not crazy. And you would be like, I believe that you saw something. We don't know what it is, but yeah, I mean, I believe you saw something. So you either saw something that was manifested because of darkness, some sort of trickery, deceit, some seduction, some sort of uh, demonic reason or motive for trying to draw your attention to it, or you saw something that was heavenly because people are seeing into both realities, into dark and good. Hallelujah for it. It's real, friends. So I don't argue anymore with these things, but the question is, where did it come from? And that's what you and I have to do because if we're going to become keen, you're going to have to test spirits. Now, there is a test. If you are seeing um, if you are seeing beings and interacting with them, uh, you need to know this test. Um, if an angel, in particularly, if an angel appears to you, because we the Bible always said already told us in Corinthians that even uh, uh, demons can appear as angels of light. Notice this test here in First John four uh, verse three, and every spirit, every spirit, every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Listen, 
if you're having encounters with beings, maybe you're listening and uh, you've had an encounter with aliens, okay? Simple test. I don't care what it is. Maybe you had an encounter with a talking dog. Um, maybe a monkey, you know, with uh, uh, eagle wings and uh, lion's feet comes to you regularly and tells you things. <laughs> okay. I mean, I believe you, actually. Uh, but you need to test it. And uh, here's how you would test that. You would ask it a question. Oh, man, it's so funny. It's, it's so simple. It's so funny. It's so simple. It's humorous. But I'm telling you, it's powerful. And this would save you a lot of trouble, friends. I'm going to tell you, it's going to save you a lot of heartache. If you are having regular encounters with something, you need to find out. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways to know anyways before this, but for whatever sake, here we go. If you haven't yet, then you need to ask it this question. Ask it right here. Did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? Now there's, there's a friend of mine, his name's uh, Michael Van Vlyman. And, uh, this brother has a lot of, uh, encounters and uh, he's very keen. We we would say he's very spiritually keen. We we would say that. Who's we? I don't know. I guess I would say he's very uh, very spiritually keen, meaning he's very perceptive. His spiritual eyes are very tuned. His spiritual hearing is very uh, astute, acute, whatever that word is. Very tuned. He hears very well. He sees very well in the spirit realm. And he tells this story. Uh, because the Lord dealt with him about testing spirits. You know, once you become aware of that world, you're going to see a lot of things. And once they know that you know, that's where the charade starts. And so one day he had this encounter. Uh, I, I think what it looked like was an angel. And I think it was telling him something and something just didn't set right. So he's like, I need to test this. And you know how he tested it? He said that right there. He asked, he said, wait, wait, wait. Did Jesus Christ come into the flesh? And immediately this angel transformed into this demon being. And he was so frustrated with Michael. He said, why do you Christians always ask that? <laughs> it's like a law. It's a law that cannot be broken in the spirit realm. They cannot deny the deity of Jesus Christ. They cannot deny this here. This is why, this is why it's, it's right here. It's so simple. And yet nobody, no, that's an exaggeration. Forgive, forgive me, Father, that's a lie. Many people don't know anything about it. I mean, they're having all these spiritual encounters. They're being abducted by aliens and they don't even know to ask a very simple question. Hey, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? And I'm telling you, when Michael, my friend Michael, asked that what quote-unquote, quote-unquote, looked like, looked like, had the appearance of a heavenly being, a heavenly angel, when he asked that question, it transformed into its actual uh, appearance, which was this disfigured, nasty-looking demon, and was so mad at Michael that he asked that question. Why do you Christians always ask that? For that right there, that's why we asked that question. Listen, don't play us for the fools, man. There is a spiritual reality out there. That's why, because we have to know. We have to know. You can't believe everything that talks to you. You can't believe everything that looks, 
that looks, looks. Remember that verse in Proverbs? There is a way that seems right, but in the end, it leads to death. Well, how, how would you know the difference? You test it. How would you know? You test, you test, you test. Hallelujah, somebody. Look at this in Hebrews 5, 14. It says, solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Listen, you have to develop this, um, I don't know what to call it, uh, strength, ability, gift, uh, whatever it's called. You have to develop your ability to distinguish between good and evil. Listen, friends, if you don't, you're going to bite down on something that's evil that has disguised itself as something that's, that's good. How would you know the difference? You test it. You test it in order to distinguish you prove, you, you got to prove it. We must be prepared to assess the authenticity of the things that we allow into our life, friends. With the increase in darkness and demonic activity already told to us that would be coming, we must make it a paradigm of ours to discern, scrutinize, test, and assess. Not out of paranoia. Let me say that again, within the world in which you and I live. We must make it a paradigm of ours to discern, scrutinize, test, and assess. Not, not out of paranoia that's motivated by fear, but rather rooted in wisdom and the acknowledgement of good judgment. You and I must become proficient at good judgment. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you got something out of that, friends. It's an interesting time in which you and I live, but nothing to be afraid of. Hallelujah. Hey, and next time next time you encounter somebody that, you know, has a conversation with a talking zebra, you know what? They probably really are. But know, friends, that they could be delivered from that seduction. Hallelujah. And come into the light as children of the light. Born again of their heavenly father. Uh, let's see here. Thank you for joining us. And if this podcast, this episode today, bless somebody, you know what? Share it with them. Hallelujah. Listen, if you're listening and you've been tormented, maybe you realize through, through this conversation, you've been seduced. Listen, you need to take action, friends. Take action on the word. You break every agreement that you made with that. You cut that off. You stop entertaining those demonic spirits. And you repent of that in the name of Jesus Reach out and receive the cleansing of the blood of Jesus. Get that stuff off of you, out of you, away from you. Receive your forgiveness for dibble dabbling, dibble dabbing, dibble dabbling, playing around with those things. And then come into the light. Stay with the light. Stay with the word. Uh, but maybe you need to talk to somebody about that. Well, hey, we're available here if you'd like to re reach out to us. I'm sure there's somebody close by as well that will be able to help you and lead you into the knowledge of the truth, friends. Don't delay. Accept Jesus Christ today. If you've never been born again, listen, you need to accept him. Hallelujah. Oh, and he is truth, and he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus right now, friends, and give him your life. Come into agreement with the truth of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, I want to say thank you to all the people who've been praying for the podcast. 
uh, praying for today. Uh, this is a uh, word that needs to get out to certain folks. So pray that it gets into the right hearers, into the right hands, to the right hearts, to the right people. Again, thank you to those who have committed to pray for us. Thank you. I consider you a prayer partner. We couldn't do it without you. Listen, we can't do it without you. And I ask that you would partner with us. My first ask you would partner us, partner with us in prayer. Hallelujah. And then, hey, if you want to go uh, and add to that, several people have been giving to the podcast a little bit of cost and keeping this on the air going at, going out. I say thank you to those who have financially contributed. If you'd like to participate in that way, there's several ways you can do that. You can go to the website, gracecitychurch.tv forward slash give, or if you are in the United States, you can text to give 84321. That's 84321. Follow the prompts. Or you can mail a check to P.O. Box 7, Harrison, Arkansas, 72602. Awesome. Thank you, friends. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been the Grace for This City podcast. And until next time, be blessed.